everyone. I'm Josh Holliday, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. On today's podcast, I am talking with Gabrielle Graves about her work as an artist and instructor living and working in Kalamazoo, Michigan. This past year, she finished her residency at the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts, where she's also an instructor and recently exhibited a fantastic body of work exploring mental health. Now, Gabrielle has been a good friend of mine over the last year and just love getting to speak with her about her artistic process and covering how her mind works and how that influences the way in which she creates. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network of Michigan, the Michigan Council for Arts and Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. We are bringing you the latest stories and headlines on arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Now let's dive right in. And we are here today with Gabrielle Graves. She just finished her residency at the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts and is one of their instructors. Gabrielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you're an artist on the west, west side of the state um, doing some really cool work that I'm excited to dive into today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and some of your focus areas in, in the arts world. Yeah, so I am from small town Michigan originally. I grew up in Marshall. I don't know if people know where that is. And I've always kind of loved art. I ate lunch in the art room growing up. That was kind of where I spent my time. And then throughout college, I actually studied psychology and that has influenced a lot of my work now. And after college, I moved to Colorado and I worked out there for a couple of years at Anderson Ranch Art Center which is a really lovely uh, internationally known art center. I learned a lot there from a lot of mentors and I really honed in uh, my skills and kind of found my inspiration and my footing outside of school. And then I got to move back home. I got to come back to Michigan. And then this past year I had just the privilege of being part of the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts and their residency program. I was a photography resident there for nine nine months and I got to focus on a body of work that I was really passionate about um, titled Headcase is what I am calling it and I got to learn even more um, and work with some wonderful mentors and people there. Mary Whalen is the photography director there, our chair of photography. Um, she's just a lovely person and if anybody's interested in darkroom photography I can't recommend it enough because it's such a magical experience seeing this this image like appear out of nowhere in this chemical bath that you know it was just a blank piece of paper and all of a sudden there's this really warm beautiful image it just makes everything feel nostalgic and lovely um and it's, it's so much fun you don't have to be like a quote-unquote photographer to you know experience that or um you call yourself really an artist I feel like anyone is kind of an artist in their own right um and I just I'm going off on this but the program was just wonderful and so like I said that my last uh, the recent body of work that I did there was entitled Headcase. and even though I was studying photography there or learning more about photography and I kind of get known as a photographer now I actually studied more painting in college and I consider myself more of an interdisciplinary artist now I kind of use the medium that I feel speaks most to me and what I want to say at that time and kind of what works best for my message and what I'm inspired by in that moment and something that I really love about art and what I think it really connects 
for everybody is it's, it's a moment of connecting kind of your mind, body, and spirit in that moment. You can kind of all come together and put everything down on this, on paper through the lens of a camera, through a lot of different things. And that's actually kind of the basis of a lot of what my work is about, is about these moments that you're by yourself. Um, I'm inspired by these things called the cracks of identity. And that's kind of when we are sitting with ourselves at the very beginning of quarantine, that's how I came up with this idea for Headcase was I just, I was alone a lot of the time. We were all probably alone for a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I just felt, I just kept this thinking about the term Headcase. And I was like, I just feel like a Headcase. Like I'm just in my head, I'm reverberating into these walls and I have nowhere to go. And um, I just was really stuck on this idea. And so then when I found this opportunity at the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts, I applied and I just wanted to, and I said, like, I want to create around this idea of headcase. I want to research it. I want to really dive into it. Um, I want to learn how to use the dark room because I hadn't had an opportunity to do that yet. Gabriel, I think what's been so special in uh, the silver lining of the pandemic is that in so many conversations, I'm seeing artists and creatives took this challenge, took this um, really dark, uh, isolating moment in society and turned it into something, right? They, mm -hmm. they turned um, their creative juices and what um, their emotions and what their feelings were and they turned them into something. And you turned that into doing this residency and pursuing the residency to uh, create this body of work as you described. So tell us a little bit about um, the residency program at the Kalamazoo Institute of Art. Um, what does it consist of? And um, for people that are sitting at home and maybe um, have a creative idea or an artistic endeavor and, and something that they might want to pursue um, at the Institute. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the great thing about the Institute is it's for people of all levels. You can take a class. Um, you don't have to be a resident to take classes there. You can just be a community member um, and you can be a member of the KA, but you can take any sort of classes. They have drawing, painting, photography, creative writing, even um, printmaking, sculpture, clay, uh, jewelry, and uh, fiber arts. So it's pretty, it's, there's just so much and it kind of creates, I mean, this air of community there and that's what it is. And it gives people a place to come and create and foster their creativity. And a lot of people, I have so many friends who say like, oh, I'm not creative. And I, I like to shut that down really quickly because there's so many different ways to be creative and you don't have to like be a quote unquote, like fine artist to be creative. And you don't even have to be like a physical artist to be creative. like if you write, if you sing, if you draw, if you cook, that's creative. If you like build houses, that's creative. There's so many different ways to be creative. Um, and so I digress a little bit, but the residency, so during the residency, it's nine months, it's about an academic year long. And what you do is you're usually a resident of one of the different departments that I kind of mentioned before that give the classes. And I was a photography resident, as I said, and then there were residents in the other areas. And so we all our residents together. The thing that was different about this year, of course, was we were mostly virtual. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you have critiques throughout the, the nine months where we meet up, meet up virtually mostly to show what we have for our project that we had proposed at the beginning. And we give feedback. And the beautiful thing about having these these residents from different areas is we all kind of come from our different backgrounds, from our different from our different mediums and styles of making. And we have such different takes 
on the work and we can give such good different feedback and some things like I just wouldn't have thought of, but my friend from printmaking had a different way of looking at them and some better feedback or not better, but just different feedback that I could take in and that we could all take in. And, and so we had these critiques and then at the end we were having like either a body of work or just something that we had worked on for the nine months and we exhibited it all together in this large show. Um, that was just, in, it was very nice because we actually did get to have the show in person for the residents. We didn't get to have an audience there or anything. Normally you'd have like a big opening reception and people would come eat and see the work and everything. But we put on a virtual opening for um, people who wanted to see it and we got to be together safely. We were all vaccinated and had our masks and everything. And it was just really lovely to see everything that everyone had worked on so hard for nine months up on these walls or on the pedestals and everything and really see it in person because it just has such a different effect than through a screen. Um, and at the same time, I, I had the opportunity to become an instructor there as well. And I, it was mainly because I, I had some teaching experience beforehand and there were some openings um, with, so I taught like a teen painting and drawing class and a, an adult virtual um, perspectives class, which was really fun and engaging. I got to meet some more people from the community. Um, and I really love working with kids, but it was really cool to like get to meet some of my peers and everything and work with them that way and help them through some of their maybe creative blocks when they were trying to work through perspective. And then I also got to teach a teen screen printing class. So there's just so many different different things to do there and they also have like a um I mean they have a gallery shop which is always you know it's wonderful to go into the <laughs> the gift shop and whatnot and see the different work and the fun things you can get and they have different galleries within the Kalamazoo Institute of Art so you can even just come visit and see like the West Michigan area show that's up right now and they just had a big photography exhibit there before that was curated. Um, I'm blanking on the curator right now. Oh my gosh, her name. It's Hank Willis Thomas's mom, mm. <laughs> which is wonderful, um, was the curator, I believe. Um, but it was a really, really great show. And, the, and they have another great show, I'm sure, coming up after the West Michigan Area Show. But the West Michigan Area Show in of itself um, is open to everybody in West Michigan to apply to and submit their work. Um, for hopefully for and it's a juried exhibition so your work gets selected if you if you apply um, and I was I applied and had a couple of my pieces from Headcase actually in the show so it's in up right now and it comes down in September um, yeah so that's I mean yeah that's just a brief general overview of everything it's <laughs> amazing it, it's amazing all the things the KA is doing um on the west side of the state and you know Gabrielle we you and I have had um several opportunities over the last year to talk um, particularly about your work um and I find that your intentionality um uh, as an artist is so inspiring um and it's particularly why I wanted to talk today um because of your um, your passion and your pursuit of creating this body of work that you talked about um, and you know really dives into mental health mental health awareness um, can you talk a little bit about um, what was the creative process like so you you had this idea that came from um, the isolation and that originated at the beginning of the pandemic you have this concept in mind you found this residency you're at the Kalamazoo Institute of Art you know what was the creative process to creating that and um, what did you learn 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, so I'm going to start off by, so mental health is, yeah, something that inspires a lot of my work. And previously what I have been doing, I often turn, I often work with like idioms surrounding mental health and then turn them into these kind of absurd visual narratives. So beforehand I was working on a scanner series um, where I would take these kind of these objects and alter them on a scanner bed and turn them into gifts. And then they'd also exist as these individual stills or photographs. Um, and one was like gone bananas. And I smashed, I took this banana and peeled it and took out all of the rotten parts and then put it back together, stitched it back together and then squeezed it until it all just like came out of these stitches onto the scanner bed and cleaned it up. And then I had one called happy pills and another, titled oh my gosh bad egg so this is kind of like the theme the underlying theme of a lot of my work and then when we came into quarantine at the very beginning I actually I was still working on some of these scanner series I was working on getting everything together for a a two-person show that I had in Denver but I was feeling very I mean I was feeling very isolated and I'm sure a lot of people were feeling that at that time and I actually felt like I wasn't making enough and I could see on social media, a lot of people were taking in what was happening and they were just creating and they were making and they were photographing and, you know, showing all these things. And I felt like I wasn't making, and I just wanted to kind of preface this with, with being an artist, there are definitely times of like, it's, it's like a ebb and flow. You know, there are times when it feels like you're not making enough and I want to say like, that's okay. Like it's totally normal to go through times where you're not making and it's totally okay. And then you'll have times where you're making a lot, but at the beginning I wasn't, I was just stuck in the cyclical idea of headcase, And that's when that kind of stuck in my head. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And all I wanted to do and what the project actually is, is that I built a, a mirrored case for my literal head. So, and then I would put it on my head and I would put it on subjects heads and photograph them. And then it would turn into some other work, but it was basically these, it was, you know, these intimate moments of existence, like hold significance and personal identity that's often left unseen, but I wanted to show it, you know, these moments when we're not feeling okay, or we're like, you know, really just stuck in our own heads. And there's, I find I'm really inspired by um, kind of these, this loneliness and this idea of like identity. And we maybe never can truly know who another person is or what they're going through or how they're feeling, but we can try and cultivate empathy for that. And that's what my work really tries to do is show these moments, or at least, you know, through these oddly absurd kind of visuals and that are surreal and quiet and kind of funny at times, um, just try to kind of create that empathy, that feeling. So then you can then cultivate that empathy for somebody else, you know? And I, I mean, I've gone through my own mental health things and I'm sure, and it's just something that is stigmatized and shouldn't be stigmatized. And so not a duty, but art, there's this this quote that's like, you make what you know, you know, and that's what art is about. And so I make what I know, but I also, we have a duty to kind of, not a duty, but it's so, it's so, art is already so vulnerable and I want to show my vulnerability and it's, and then 
also maybe in turn help inspire others to show their invulnerability and have empathy for someone else. And I, in the moments that I share my work with others and then they tell me how they feel and like that it's changed for their, like been life-changing for them or inspirational for them or moments that I really hang on to and like are changing for me. And I even just had right before this, right before we recorded today, I had, um, I had some work in the hand magazine and I shared it on Instagram and one of my fellow residents from the KA messaged me and said that she had wanted to tell me this before, but forgot, but somebody she was working with over the summer had seen the show and they were talking to her about how this one piece was very inspirational to her, um, and made her think a lot about mental health and everything. And it was, it was one of my pieces in the show. And I was like, that is exactly what I was going for. You know, um, it's, it's making what we know. Well, not as to say, I think you jumped on the point that to me was resonating and that I feel <laughs> within your work and, and in this conversation is that vulnerability and mm-hmm. the ability for you to um, take your lived experiences, which you know that other people are experiencing as well and to be vulnerable enough to put it on a pedestal and present it to people and in front of them. So then that way they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel like they can reflect upon your work and uh, seek um, resolution for themselves or seek assistance for themselves or seek connectivity Mm -hmm. for themselves. And I think that is what is so special about the work you're doing. And um, you as an artist, it's my favorite type of work that an artist can do because you're making connections uh, or any connections that an artist or um, the arts can make in um, society, whether those are issues or topics that are important to us. Um, I think that's so important. And so in many of your um, bodies of work and in your inspiration, do you find that that comes as a route um, for um, pushing you forward and to, to getting your work off the ground? I mean, art is such a I mean, it's an individualized, but it's also a very communal experience, you know, and it's such an important aspect of community and culture. And it's, it's a language of its own that we just maybe can't speak. And I think it's, it's such a way of using that to connect with others and to, yeah, it's important, I think, to try and speak to these things that are going on in life as an artist. And I think sometimes I wonder if my work is like (laughs) connecting enough and if I'm doing enough with it, if I need to push it or if I need to pull back with it, because, you know, there's fears maybe that I just don't have the ability to, to reach with, with what I know. And that's where I go back to, well, this is my lived experience and this is what I know. And I can at least speak to the social issues that I'm able to speak to. And then, you know, and elevate the others that are able to speak to other social issues as well. Um, but I think it's, that's the beauty of art and like having these visual things that maybe we don't have the words for how they're making us feel or what they're making us think about, but they're, they're there, they're there to pose questions. They're there to connect us and to have us all kind of have an experience solitarily, but together at the same time, like you said, through, I'm kind of like you had said, um, make people feel less alone maybe a little bit when they're looking at my work or like feeling you know seeing that loneliness portrayed it's kind of the opposite it's like we're connecting we're feeling less alone 
through viewing loneliness, you know, because you're, you're understanding and you're like, oh, somebody gets it. Somebody understands how I feel, or, you know, they, they're saying exactly what I'm thinking, or I'm like, this is resonating with me. And that's where it's personal and, you know, communal. And I I think that's, I want to, I want to kind of relate on a personal level, but at that personal level, then it branches out into a more communal, communal and connected experience. Certainly. And I love how you describe art as a language, right? And so I I think about that whenever I'm in an exhibit or at a gallery and um, I'm examining and thinking about a work and then I'm I'm really thinking about what the artist is telling me, right? And so Mm -hmm. it is like a language because they're telling me a story through what they've created and they're speaking to me to connect. And so describing art as a language in that way is just beautiful. And let me tell you, um, you you are doing enough and you're doing amazing things and you're going to continue to do amazing things. Um, and that's because you're also a really young artist right now. And so um, not like really young, like she's like a very uh, established artist for herself as well, but you are a young artist. And mm-hmm. what, you know, what would you recommend to somebody that maybe is a young artist that was listening today or should know um, or think about to, um, to make it? Yeah. Uh, that is a good question. Um, and I feel like I have so many answers, but also no answers at all. <laughs> Cause I, I'm still figuring it out myself. And I think it's part of it's stuff that I need to also take into account that I'm not always listening to my own advice, but definitely like not comparing yourself to where somebody else is at is a big one. Uh, I know we probably get sucked into that a lot, especially with social media. And it feels like social media is such an important way of getting your work out there, especially now and branding yourself, but it's just, everyone's so different and everyone's path is so different. I often feel like I'm behind because I don't actually have a a degree in art. I don't have a bachelor's in art. It's in psychology. As I said before, I have a minor in art, but I'm always worried that maybe I just don't know enough, but it's, you know, I, I got lucky and I was also, you know, I can recognize the privilege that I came from and where I was able to utilize it to, you know, get the experiences that I did. Um, But definitely it's just, you know, taking all the opportunity that you can and to keep making and to not, not put so much emphasis on it or to overthink. And that's something I'm really bad at too, is I overthink everything before I make it even now, like I'm in, I'm in a stage where I'm again, thinking so much about making, and I need to just kind of sit down and do it and just work through the process and trust the process and, and know that not everything that I make has to, or is going to be good. And that's, fine too it's just like you know in research or something like you know you're gonna fail sometimes but maybe that's how you learn and that's how you move forward and everything and there is the way that you kind of define success is to yourself too and it's not like because I've sold like 10 paintings like now 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 I've made it you know and it's just Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknown and there's not really any clear path in being an artist and that's something like I'm still working on making peace with, but also like learning how to make it my own and like, you know, be feeling more confident in calling myself an artist and like in anything, anyone, you know, if you are an artist, if you feel you're an artist, you're an artist and call Mm -hmm. yourself an artist and, you know, and that's it. And that's, that's all you have to do. You don't have to prove it to anyone. You don't have to, you don't have to show it in that way, you know? taking taking the opportunities taking it in and just making what you make and not having to apologize or explain it to anyone you know yeah 
No, I completely agree with that. And and thank you for sharing that because I think there's going to be a lot of people listening at home that would love to hear that from you. So um, that that's a little bit affirming. So, um, well, Gabrielle, thank you so much for taking the time today. Somebody wants to learn a little bit more about you, um, see some of your work. Where can they find more information out about you? Yeah, that's a good question too. I have an Instagram called, it's just my name. It's Gabrielle underscore Graves. Um, feel free to message me on there. I'm not always the best at messaging back, but I promise I will at some point. Um, I also have a, I have a website, uh, Gabrielle Graves Art Des, like D-E-S at the end.com. Uh, you can see some of my recent work. I need to get more up there and also feel free to like, you know, email me. I think you can email me through my site. Um, and my, my email is like an annoying email because I did double G's and double S's on it. Like, <laughs> like I was not thinking <laughs> So it's, it's G graves studio at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to hear from anyone. If anyone wants to reach out, if anyone wants to collaborate too, I'm always down for that, but yeah, thank you so much for having me, Josh. It was a wonderful conversation. I'm happy to share. Absolutely. Well, keep it up. Keep up the great work. Uh, this is Gabrielle Graves over in West Michigan in Kalamazoo. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you.